Welcome to The Atlas. My name is Emma Loggins, and with me is Chakai Nicholson. Why, hello there, Emma Loggins. How the heck are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm standing. Uh, yeah, I got to tell you, this first time we've recorded one of these um, when other people have been around because we're staying with friends right now while while we're having a house completely uh, not even remodeled, basically started from scratch. So right now we're staying with friends and I had to explain to them, yeah, I'm going to be re- talking to myself in the closet, but I assure <laughs> you this isn't me going crazy. This is actually This is actually very important work that's being done. So I I think they're still suspicious. So I'm going to have to show them one of these episodes to prove that I'm not losing my mind. (laughs) How long are you staying with them? Uh, Well, our house hopefully (laughs) is hopefully going to be finished by the end of June is what I'm going to say. But uh, we we don't know for sure. I mean, the house is over 100 years old um, and it's pretty much being and it was empty for like 11 years and it's being brought all the way back. So wow. we're, we're learning as we go here, but they, they were gracious enough to open up their home and their downstairs closet uh, to, to me and Mandy. So it's, uh, it's been a crazy time. Sounds like you're going to be recording a lot of podcasts in their closet. <laughs> Why do you say that with <laughs> such judgment in your voice? <laughs> it's like stinging judgment, but uh, I mean, they're, luckily there are- I kid, I kid. <laughs> I, know, I know. There are other closets around the house, actually, uh, um, Jackie was telling me who who lives here with Omar's family told me that I should obviously she's not just some person who came in the house and told me where I should put things, um, but she told <laughs> me that there's a room upstairs to maybe move to. So so maybe who knows maybe the next Atlas podcast uh, I'll be coming at you from a bedroom, not a closet under the stairs. So you never I mean you know it, it, it's something to look forward to for for all of our listeners. I like it. I like it. So let's talk a little bit about Atlanta. And uh, last weekend, we both did the same thing. Dogwood Festival. Yep, we did the Dogwood Festival. So apparently that is the oldest festival in Atlanta. I had no idea. It's been really? going since like the 18-something-somethings. They, they, see, what a horrible reporter I am. The, the guy announced it up on stage. And I thought that was a very interesting tidbit. And fun, yeah. fun times. There were actually dogwoods that were blooming during the festival and I learned all about that plant during the festival as well so it's very educational it's a tree it turns out a dogwood is a tree yes (laughs) I saw the uh the fireworks on uh Friday night and then I went and walked around a little bit on Saturday and I think the highlight of it for me this is going to sound super nerdy um CW69 was there and they were doing cornhole and if you got one in, you got a little flash beanie. And I was all about, I'm all about flash and I'm all about beanies. So naturally I was like, this has to happen. And I did not do it, but thankfully my boyfriend got one in for me. <laughs> nice. See, it's so, all about who you know. Exactly. Exactly. Who you know that's good at sports. Not that, not that cornhole <laughs> right. is a sport. Well, but. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's a different, that's a slightly different, uh, different situation. But no, that's, that's really cool. Did you, did you get a chance to see any of the bands play? I didn't. Um, we walked by, we kind of, we were in a little bit of a time crunch. We only had about two and a half hours or so there and we wanted to see as much as we could. Uh, so we just, we spent the whole time just walking around, but uh, we did walk by the stage. So I heard music in passing. <laughs> nice. That's cool. We were, uh, we went with some friends down on Saturday night. We got to see members only play. And then right after them, Electric Avenue, 
Both of them are like kind of 80s nice. cover bands. And, and honestly, Electric Avenue, you know, my dad's a musician and stuff. I've kind of always grown up around music, but was sadly not blessed with a lot of the ability. But uh, Electric Avenue, man, there's a, gosh, it seems like an eight-piece band. And they even they wow. even called out their their sound guy because I was in the I was in the in the crowd listening like man the sound mix on this is so pristine they sound so good and I really appreciated the fact that they actually put the spotlight on the sound booth and and called out their sound guy they called him the other member of the band so it was it was really cool it makes me feel like I need to get out and do a lot more of that kind of stuff to see some of the local fare here in the city especially on the music front. Yeah, definitely. I know um, the Inman Park Festival is coming up. I want to say that's uh, the like May first, or it's it's that crossover weekend between April and May. Yeah. Um, and that's always that one's actually really really good for for artists and vendors. I like the vendors that go to that a little bit more than the Dogwood Festival. Um, actually, I don't know if they have music there. They probably do, but if they do, I have not seen it in the past years. Right. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's 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 exciting to be here during the spring, I guess, because that's it seems like that's when a lot of the cool stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's festival season, so what's what is there not to love? Right. See, I'm still learning <laughs> these seasons, right? Because we lived in L.A. and Southern California for so long. It's like, oh, right, you have to actually account for the weather. But I've actually really enjoyed that aspect. Weirdly, I really enjoyed having seasons again. <laughs> Well, you've also uh, you've also got some other cool things going on. Here are some some classes that you're taking. <laughs> That's a brilliant segue. Yes, uh, <laughs> m- my my wife. We're, we're 26 weeks in to uh, to gestating a child, which is a lovely way of saying that. So yeah, we've been taking <laughs> we've been taking baby classes, which uh, you know I'm a little older, right? To, to I guess to be having my first kid. Where I'm 38, and actually Mandy's older than me by a little bit, and we've taken this class and, and, and watching videos of women actually giving birth and everything. And, and I got to tell you, 38 year old me has a lot of difficulty pushing away 14 year old obnoxious me in those situations. <laughs> it's still been very educational, but there's just, you know what I mean? There's just certain things that, that it used to be, Ooh, that's gross. But, but now it's a situation where it's like, Holy cow, that's, that's, that's imminent. That's is that's coming this way. I can't. I mean, I'm 32, and I'm when I think about having kids, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> but <laughs> do, you, do you do you plan like do you are you do you want the family? Is that I do I do to? want I do want a family. Um, and I know I'm kind of like at the age where like everyone's kind of doing it, and it's it's just something that like I definitely want it, but still the idea of it just freaks me out. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, it's it's the same thing to to my wife and I, and we're and we're <laughs> the basically the train has left the station. There's there's no yeah you, back you can't now. turn back now. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and I will tell you one other thing, and and I don't know if this is helpful at all, but I was super stressed out about our ages because Mandy is forty one, and she'll be forty two. Once this baby is born and coming into this, I was super stressed out. I thought our window was like closed and we were taking this huge risk and going to the doctors and stuff. It turns out, no, this isn't a big deal at all. They've just relax. It's not a big deal. So awesome. at least that's been our experience of it. So, so yeah, I, like, so if anybody else is stressed out out there about like, I got to have a kid by a certain time, ah, ease off, ease off the pedal a little bit. You can relax. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, see, I, well, I got time. You totally have time. I, my goodness. And I feel, I wish I would have known that ahead of time, being all stressed out because you hear people talking about it, you know. Um, but another fun fact is actually Mandy's dad is 82 
Um, and his oh, mom wow. was 49 when she gave birth to him. So wow. apparently, yeah, old, old ass people having <laughs> kids is running is a running theme in, in her Greek family. So, so there you have it. I love it. That's awesome. So well, what, what else is going on with you? You actually got a chance to see a movie, right? I did. I did. I went to see Jungle Book on um, Tuesday night in 3D IMAX, and it was amazing. It was just, it was my favorite live action Disney film so far. It is beautiful. It is entertaining. It is mind-blowingly, awesomely looking. I can't even like talk. I don't even know words for how like, (laughs) I'm just like the graphics are so insanely good. And it's, I keep trying to describe it. And I just keep like tripping over my own words. It's so amazing. It's, it looks so real. Well, that's that's very exciting because yeah. the purest in me, of course, you know, I actually believe in John Fivro. I think I'm saying his last name right, but I, I believe in him. I love <laughs> what he did with Iron Man. Uh, but but he's also he's also done a, I mean, a couple other things where it's been like, uh oh, like Cowboys versus Aliens. I was so geeked on and then I saw it. So yeah. when I saw his name attached to this, I was like, ooh, it could go either way because I'm also an old school lover of the original animated film. Yeah, yeah, and, and I grew up on that one too. I mean, all of the the Disney animated movies hold a very near and dear place in my heart. And and Sleeping Beauty, um, the last one that they did, I was not. I mean, I I appreciated the creativity and how they kind of changed it up a little bit, but also the Disney purist in me was like, "What the heck? This is not no, no. What are you doing? You're ruining a Disney movie." Right. You can't <laughs> so, do that. Yeah, yeah. You can't just change the classic story that we've been told. And of course, that being said, you know these these uh, Sleeping Beauty, especially in Cinderella um, movies that are have been heavily, or I guess stories that have been heavily Disney-fied from what they were in the original fables and right. which were pretty horrific. And, um, but even so it's like, I feel like the the Disney stories that the animated movies we saw growing up were really, I don't know, changing them up just upsets me. And the way that they kind of did things with, uh, with jungle book, you know, they, it wasn't as much music in it, but music definitely still played a role in it. And the characters were kind of, um, Bill Murray was amazing, and um, he played Blue, and his his portrayal of that character was amazing, and that was probably my favorite part of the film, aside from the graphics, was his character. Nice. Um, and the the little boy in it, um, he is he is amazing. Like, I I don't know exactly what the the filming situation was like. I would love to watch a special on that. I'm assuming it was just him in front of a green screen with a bunch of like poles and st- you know right little balls on the end of poles where he's supposed to look to interact with these characters. Um, and I can't imagine at that age, um, you know, having that ability to to do that and really nothing to act off of. So yeah. he's 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 incredible. Um, I don't know how old he actually is. Hold on, wait. Let me let me look here. Let me do a little research on Mowgli. Um, Mowgli was born in two thousand and three, so All right. he's a little bit older than I thought he was, um, but still. He's just, he's incredible in it. Um, so I highly, highly recommend it. Nice. All right. Well, so I guess uh, without further ado, we should do the official Atlas media review. Yes, for, let's for do the, it. For the Jungle Book. So uh, Boredom Gauge, one to five, with five being five alarm boredom. How boring was this film? 
I was not bored at all, at all. Like, so that would be one, right? Ooh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> yes, there was one or zero, one or like even, I don't know if zero is on our scale, but it was just, I mean, the whole time, even if you're not necessarily into a scene, which half of the time I'm watching the movie and I've kind of detached from it because I'm just so amazed by the visuals. And I'm like, how did they do that? Okay. And I'm like looking for, you know, certain little areas where I think they might trip up or where, you know, if he's uh, if Mowgli's sitting next to a character and having a conversation with an animal, I'm looking to see like the animal shadow somewhere on Mowgli. So it's, I don't, I got so like into that part of it. I was I was never for one second bored. I was just amazed the entire time. Well, that's good. That this is for, this is our first official Atlas one or yes. zero even like just yes. knocked the boredom out of the park. Okay, so so <laughs> this this one now the eye rolling gauge, uh, one to five five being skull cracking eye rolling. Uh, how many times are you rolling your eyes at this film? Um, I'll say two only because oh, I'm surprised. I thought yeah, you were going to give me another zero or one. No. Well, I mean, it is a movie that's made for kids. So there is some kind of humor in there that I, is a little bit, you know, not not for my audience, for the younger kids. Right. And some of that can be, um, you know, a bit predictable or uh, it just not as, as witty as you would want it to be. Because, of course, if it's really witty, you know, five-year-olds aren't going to get it. Right. So um, I, I defend it when I, when I say that. When I say I give it a two in, in that regard, just because it's, you know, it's not made for for us. It's made for the kids. Well played. That was very, you should run for office with that answer. That was brilliant. <laughs> politically um, correct answer. Yes, it was good. But it, it, I, think it's a, <laughs> I think it's an important distinction. It's a kid movie after all. I, but And given that you were never bored, it means it wasn't, you weren't dragging yourself through watching the film. So that's good. No, so, exactly. all right. So best performance. You've already called out Mowgli and you've already called out uh, Bill Murray. So right. which way are we lean in here? Who's the best performance in the film? I mean, it has to go. It has to go to um, the little boy that played Mowgli, which is Neil Sethi. I hope I'm saying that right, Neil Sethi. John Favreau um, and Neil Sethi. <laughs> we're just going to butcher all the names in this movie. <laughs> right. um, I, but I mean, everyone was incredible. Uh, Christopher Walken voiced King Louie, and he was kind of like a mobster kind of guy, which was kind of really this perfect fit for Christopher Walken. Um, but everyone in it, um, Scarlett Johansson has a, a very small part in it. She plays the the snake, mm. and um, John Carlos Esposito is the uh, the head wolf of the of the wolf pack that has taken in Mowgli. Um, everyone was really incredible in it. I would I but I would say the best actor in it was hands down that little boy. I just he's amazing in it. I don't know how he was able to do so much so convincingly with what I presume was just a green screen around him. No, that's uh, that's really cool. So it, it, at no point did Bill Murray remind you that he was also the voice of Garfield in those two fine animated Garfield films. No, I never actually thought about that. I think I'd forgotten about that, actually. Sorry to, sorry to bring that back. I was a huge Garfield <laughs> fan when I was a kid, so I was like, oh, they're making live action Garfo. Oh, no. No, so, no. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, focus. Sorry, focus. It's my fault. Uh, so who was the worst performance in it? Was there was there something in there that like, oh, that didn't work? No, there really wasn't. Um, everyone did a really, really great job. There was nothing to me that felt out of place or anything that seemed painful or awkward or anything and so i hate to not answer your question but yeah, doesn't need an answer yeah that's no one so all right well I, obviously the the filmed in georgia uh 
recognition factor is not applicable here. So not at all. Yep, not <laughs> not remotely. So this is a, this is a moment of truth. Overall, uh, what what are you rate What are you rating this film? Um, I'm going to give it a four. A four. That's an atla. That's, that's an atla. That's an atla. <laughs> that's that's uh, a okay. It's so good. granted, it's only the second time out, but that is by far the highest rated film ever <laughs> gone through the Atlas uh, review system. It is ahead of the boss. It is. It is. <laughs> Which far, doesn't take much. <laughs> it is far ahead of the adult of the boss. Although, speaking of the boss, I'm very excited. It did well. That movie's actually making money. So, it yeah. turns out that maybe the Castleberry Hill voodoo that I talked about before was unfounded. Completely unfounded. Yep, yep. It's, it did really well. It was number one at the box office. And... Um, we'll see how it does. Uh, we'll see how it, it continues its its ride. But uh, yeah, no, people like, I mean, people love her. So Melissa McCartney is continuing to rock it. You just called her Melissa McCartney. Oh, I did it again. No, McCarthy, McCarthy. <laughs> we, should, we should call this episode Name Butcher Episode. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. just leave that Let's in. Just, <laughs> Let's just leave it. I keep doing that with her. Melissa well, McCarthy. Miss, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. I always forget <laughs> her name. I always, I always default to like, you know, the, the really funny lady in Bridesmaids, That's which is not fair to her now. But she's she's become a big enough deal that it's starting to stick into my... Yeah, my, my, she's my, always going to be Suki from Gilmore Girls to me. Oh, so, yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, taking it way back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I it's like still it. relevant because she's actually going to be in the revival here on Netflix. So they finally worked all of that out and she's going to be in it. And so now that reference is relevant. Nice. See, it all comes full circle. That's that's <laughs> awesome. I See, that's it's always good to be into stuff when you're younger so it can come back and be cool again. Agreed. Nice. So, okay. So, wow, we have our first ever Atla. That's very exciting. But there's another film coming up, too, that... Uh, that there involves is. a creature, but not from the not from the jungle so much. Not from the jungle. But it, are we talking? What? Which, which creature are we talking? We're about? talking about a cat. We're talking about a cat. It's a creature, but not from the jungle. Am what I talk- are you talking? I'm talking about Keanu. Isn't that a whole movie about oh, a cat? Yes, yes. I was, I was like, what kind of transition is he making? <laughs> um, yes, there is. It's a kitty. Um, so. <laughs> It's, a, it's an fault, adorable a kitty, little kitty. Not a cat. My, that's totally my fault. Totally my fault. <laughs> that's why I got so confused. No. Um, no, yeah. It's uh, it's coming out on April 29th. And it premiered at the South by Southwest Film Festival here a couple of weeks ago. And they actually just came through Atlanta this week. And I got to interview the cast of the film. Um, so they had Keegan Michael Key, um, Method Man, Jason Mitchell, uh, excuse me, Jason Mitchell, and Jordan Peele there. And um, we were at the Claremont Lounge for the press junket, which was an interesting place to have a press junket. Um, now, now the Claremont Lounge was not operational while you guys were having. Like, was Blondie walking around doing her yes. can trick? She was there doing her can trick. So. Um, I don't think it actually opens like normal business hours until like five, right. but um, Blondie and one of the other other ladies were there. And the whole idea was that they were going to do this 30 um, minute um, press junket with all of us kind of doing this press conference style questions with the, the four cast members and then have the two ladies performing behind them. Oh man! And so I was kind of like, what? 
And because it just seemed like such a weird thing. Like we weren't allowed to take photos and like, but it's, it was going to be like this really, really memorable interview experience. And um, so they ended up not doing that, but I think they did some sort of something like that, or maybe they did something, another interview after our set of interviews where they, they used Blondie and um, the, and the other lady, but uh, it was weird. It's definitely uh, one of the most comical and memorable interview experiences I've had so far. Early, early before I moved to Atlanta, I came out to visit my friend Jay, who lives out here, and he took me to the Claremont Lounge experience without really giving me uh, quantifiers on what I was getting <laughs> myself into. So, but but I, it's what's funny is like your description of like, oh, it was going to be this thing, but it ended up being something else. So it was weird. It was a different sort of experience. I kind of think that is the Claremont. <laughs> like, it is. To a team. It is. Um, the first time I went there, I want to say it was like 2008 or something. And I just expected it to be more of like an actual strip club. <laughs> and it's it's really more of like a dive bar. And it's yes, there are strippers there. But um, it's it's more of a just kind of a dive bar kind of place with, um, you know, ladies that are living life to the fullest um, <laughs> and totally loving life. Like it's it's funny because sometimes they'll say, you know, um, the Claremont Lounge is where strippers go to die. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's where they oh go to live. I, they I, love what they're doing. Oh like, gosh, they're yeah. so happy. Yeah. <laughs> I still, though, I still, like, kind of wonder, just, just from, like, a from like a doctor's perspective, like, I mean, how are poor Blondie's breasts? I mean, how are those things doing? They've crushed so many cans. So They have. Yeah. So... You know what's amazing, though, is she has, like, amazing legs. Like, she is... From dancing every single night, like she has incredible legs. So go her. That woman is such a celebrity. I remember I told somebody about Claremont Lounge back when I got back to Los Angeles and they immediately were like, was Blondie there? And then I Googled (laughs) her. She is everywhere. That woman. She is. I hope she's uh, I hope she's getting what she deserves for all the name recognition that she has at her disposal. I mean, even you, you described it as Blondie and some other lady. That's how big of a deal she um, is. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember the the other lady's name too, but uh, Blondie is just, it's, you know, everyone instantly recognizes her. And, and even so, it's such a hot spot for celebrities here in the city, like, right. you know, um, Morgan Freeman. I think Morgan Freeman, it was when they were filming um, the, the Vegas movie. Um, La- last, Lost Vegas, Last, last Vegas. Last, last Vegas, yeah. When they were filming that here, it was like Robert De Niro and Morgan Freeman went in there together. and Robert like, De Niro. And Nergon <laughs> Foreman. Sorry. Yes. That's a callback. That was a callback, Emma. Not I love interrupting before. It. Please continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, everyone goes there. I think uh, I think the Mumford and Sons, like I want to say it was the Mumford and Sons. It was it was one like a certain band has been like kicked out of there. Yeah, I remember being um, Mumford as well. I yep. I, yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember exactly what happened. I don't remember the details, but it's and it's just something everyone goes to. Like anyone that's filmed here in Atlanta has probably at some point during their filming process here has has been to the claremont you have i would to assume by. yeah you have to you stop have to. By. yeah it's, it's an atlanta landmark it is and it's it, there's nothing like it and what i love about it is it it hasn't quite become a like weird facsimile of itself we now uh, we i don't i don't know if you ever spent a lot of time out in los angeles but we went to uh my, my stepbrother had a gig at whiskey a go-go you know, which mm-hmm. is like this epic classic place where the doors performed, yada, yada. And, and we nicknamed that place Whiskey a No-No because it's turned into this like corporate shell of what it used to be. I ordered a soda water. They charged me seven bucks. So wow. there's a reason why locals don't go to it. 
you know? Yeah. So I like the fact that the Claremont Lounge is the Claremont Lounge, but it's still actually the Claremont Lounge, if that makes exactly. any sense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's hasn't, you know, with the, the popularity that it's received and, and how much attention and, and media and press and all that, it's still exactly the same as it was when I first went there. And I love that. <laughs> yep. That's, uh, that's awesome. And, you know, I'm realizing part of the reason that maybe you were thrown off by, by my amazing cat uh, <laughs> <that> intro. <laughs> is that is that I went out of order? You we were supposed you to talk about uh, you were supposed to talk about the the news. The movie yeah, news. I was like, I was trying to think if you were like when you were saying creature, if you were going to like be referring to like Groot or something. I, or, I wasn't sure what you were yep. doing. If we were making a Guardians reference, or <laughs> it's my fault. Um, <laughs> I did that with without having the very involved script in front. Of me. I love that the script contains five bullet points, and I managed to get two out of order. So, it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, well, so so with that, uh, so what what is going on? What's the latest going on in, like, movie and entertainment news? Well, we have a lot of Marvel news today. Um, they have announced Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It's been uh, confirmed for what they're calling Marvel Phase 4. So uh, Guardians 2, of course, uh, with Chris Pratt is filming here now uh, down at Pinewood Studios. And they've confirmed today that... Um, I guess it's going to be 2019. Really working on I'm reading through my notes now. Um, no, I guess 2020 sometime um, is what it's looking like. That's what they're starting to plan now. Um, of course, Guardian of the Galaxies 2 comes out May 5th of next year. Um, yeah, that's crazy. It's when I start thinking about like the the film slate for like the 2020 movies and beyond, it makes me feel like that's going to be like. I don't know. Back to the future, future time. <laughs> totally. I don't, like, we're, we're now ahead of, which is which is still yeah, tough to, yeah. to digest. So yeah, if there is something about 2020 that just seems like whoa. So it does is is James Gunn still involved with with the third one? Um, it doesn't seem to say right now. Um, they they've said they don't know the exact order of the the films that are going to be a part of Phase Four yet. So, gotcha. um, but that's for 2020 and beyond. So we know what's going to happen. I guess we don't know for sure when it's going to happen or if James Gunn is going to be involved. But I would I, I can't see it without him. So I sure hope he's involved. Yeah, same here. Um, I love that guy. We talked about that last episode, but me and some James yeah, Gunn. He's, let me tell you. He's awesome. Um, and on other Marvel news, we also now know as if there was any doubt in our mind, because at least there wasn't in mine. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool 2 is officially a go. Um, so that's going to be happening. And I don't know if that's, we don't have any dates for that, but um, we know that it's definitely happening because it, it did so. I mean, it was like the biggest R rated film ever. Um, so. That success has basically guaranteed it, or has guaranteed it. Marvel's confirmed that there will be a Deadpool two, or Deadpool two, and it will have, of course, Ryan Reynolds in it. You couldn't replace Deadpool at this point. Like well, yeah. Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, well, maybe maybe uh, Edward Norton can just take over on that role, like he did for the Hulk, you know, and, and make it that much better. Of a f- I'm kidding, of course. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. Ryan, anything Ryan Reynolds is in from now on, I'm going to be thinking Deadpool. Like that's just he. So he's finally, so good. He's finally not Van Wilder. Now he's Deadpool. I, I feel like that's a fair upgrade. Yeah, no, I think he uh, he played his cards right on that one. <laughs> yeah, after uh, what is it? Uh, not the Flash. What's the Green Hornet? Nope. What was Green the, Lantern? Green Lantern. Yeah, it was like green fart noises with my mouth 
Yeah. But you know what? I'm sure he's glad he did that movie because that's where he met his lovely wife, Blake Lively. So something good came from that. Well played. Well played. See, there is something more to how a movie performs at the box office (laughs) and how it's reviewed by critics. Exactly. It's called Life and Love, and that's important. (laughs) Glass is always half full. Nice. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good that you have that. (laughs) delusional perspective on life i'm I'm very happy for you i still have a ring i have the promotional um like in the the promotional items or whatever i got for that film i still have the the ring and it makes noises when i open the box so i don't know why i'm holding on to it i really didn't like the movie but the ring is cool i guess so that's, that's cool like one day we should have like a video podcast and and actually do like a quick Emma's stuff <laughs> from over the years that that would be kind of a fascinating because I I don't care about the film either but suddenly I want to know more about this ring that doesn't make any sense I have so much random promotional stuff but I love it actually they had um at the, at the Claremont for the the Keanu press they had little like stuffed animal kittens that had like the little do rags on and the little kind of like leather jacket looking get up and I asked um, one of the publicists I was like can I please get one of those so I'm hoping that there's going to be one of those in my mailbox in the future um, but <laughs> it's just it's so cool to see what movies come up with you know it's there's a lot of basic stuff like t-shirts and pens and you know things that are just kind of obvious but the ones that get a little bit more creative and and wacky and um god i I just i love that i love to see the creativity in that no that's cool we should we should totally do that because i want to see some of this crazy funky stuff because especially because you probably got some like uh some classic morsels in there you know yeah i'm sure nope yeah so maybe maybe that's that's something we can kind of tease that as something in the future i have a really cool season one walking dead press kit that's still one of my favorites so well, not a lot of people care about that show no, so it's we'll not just that go important. straight to the green lantern that's that's <laughs> straight the exciting to the ring stuff. yeah yeah <laughs> no, that, yeah all that stuff i'd love to see did you get a chance to like to to, to rub shoulders with frank darabont back in the very beginnings um in the very beginning at um at a comic-con they flew in everyone uh. Um, it was the very first before the, sh- the series had premiered and uh, right. they had fl- flown them on, flown the man on the red eye that night and they were all half asleep. But um, and it was remarkably like not really that many people in the press room. There was like 20 press people in the room, which, you know, now it's like it's you can't even get in that room because it's, you know, yeah. just the, the top of the top press that go in. But um, it's it's crazy to kind of see the evolution of of press rooms. But uh, but yeah, that was that was uh, the only time so far that I have. Nice. Well, that's cool. You you have so much history. Like that's that's it'll be fun to kind of revisit that stuff. Um, well, gosh, I think I think that's. Do you? Is there anything else you would like to discuss before we before we end this exciting? What is this episode four? We're officially I out know, there. No, we exciting. are. We are live. Uh, not actually live, but we're we're available <laughs> online. <laughs> uh, well, if you um, get a live look at me in a closet, it's exciting stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, there is one thing I want to tease. We have Project Cosplay coming up, um, and it's also what? our fourth Project Cosplay. So there's there's that that uh, relation there. Um, that's going to be Thursday night, 
April 21st, 9 p.m. at Joystick Game Bar on Edgewood. And of course, that's in Atlanta for any of our non-local listeners um, that you should totally come in and grab a hotel room for because it's that amazing. You should travel. It's worth the drive. It's worth worth the drive. drive. Definitely worth the drive. Um, But yeah, our theme for this month is going to be X-Men. So uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. It's always a fun, hot mess. So it's it's going to be a good time. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I I'm hoping to make it to this one. I missed the last one because of moving and other such stupidity. But uh, yeah, I wanna I wanna get back in the room for that nonsense, the fun nonsense. Yes, that is. <laughs> it's uh, awesome. I'm gonna save you a seat. So. You should come. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that 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 if there's a seat saved for me, it's very difficult to resist that. I love a place Good. to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I've got. Um, next week, I'm going to be reviewing the Huntsman and uh, whatever else that happens in the meantime between now and then. Awesome. Well, so yeah. Well, it's great, Emma. As always, it's a pleasure to to talk with you, and uh, look forward to connecting next week. Sounds perfect. Thank you guys for listening. My name is Emma Loggins. I'm the editor in chief at Fanbolt, and uh, I'm Jakai Mickelson, the creative director at Atlanta Movie Chores. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Except for you. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs>